Welcome to the Parable Podcast. I'm Danielle Zapchank. This is a space where we get to meet someone each and every week, and we have a conversation about their parable, and we can celebrate what God has done in the hard and messy places, but also what lessons, the beauty that He has taught us in that process. Today, we're going to hear from an amazing young woman, Abby Raymond, who shares about her journey of discovering her identity in Jesus. I remember just lying in the hospital bed, and I was like, Jesus, what the heck is going on? Like, why am I going through this? There has to be a reason behind this injury, behind why I haven't been able to get back into sport. I first got injured in December, now it's end of April and I'm still out. What is going on? And then I remembered right before the initial injury in December, I was asked the question, who is Abby Raymond? And I replied with, I'm a weightlifter. And it just hit me. Whoa, I've been rooting my identity in my sport and what I do for so long, I completely lost sight of that my identity is from Jesus and Him alone. This girl is on fire and ready to share what God is going to continue to do in her life and in yours. Here's more of our parable conversation with Olympic weightlifting hopeful, Abby Raymond. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Parable Podcast, Abby. I met you through a friend, Natalie. It was her graduation party this past summer. She's on episode seven. And your mom came over and she was just so excited to share a very brief amount of your story. And she's like, my daughter's a weightlifter. She just has this huge purpose in her life and God is using her. And I'm like, I would love to meet her someday. So fast forward to now, here we are. So <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm super pumped to be on here and I'm excited to share some of my story. So Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. This is actually just that question, like, who am I? That's a big part of the story I'm going to tell. So I'm Abby and I love Jesus with all my heart. I have been a Christian for about five and a half years now. I came to Jesus when I was 13. I had just finished a really difficult year at school. I was a victim of bullying just for being different and my peers didn't like that. I was just a weightlifter and that I had success in my sport. And after that year ended, I was searching for my purpose and I didn't know who I was, who I wanted to be. And there was just a lot of questioning and a lot of doubt. And then out of nowhere, I was invited to a church game night by a girl that I hadn't really even talked to in a while. And I met this amazing community of people at my local church and Just from being around those people and having this awesome mentor, I was slowly discipled and I ended up meeting Jesus and it was so cool. Oh, that's so beautiful. So Abby, how old are you right now? I just turned 18. What an amazing opportunity just from 13 to 18, just to really like experience Jesus. And I mean, gosh, your life is just getting started. So that's amazing. So you are an Olympic hopeful. First of all, how did you get involved in weightlifting? And then what has your journey been like? to get to be possibly in the Olympics in 2024. So I used to be a gymnast. I started that when I was really young and then stopped when I was about 10. I just kind of lost interest in the sport and fell out of it. Then after that, I started playing soccer. I was really bad at soccer. I was just good at knocking people over. And then from there, I got involved in CrossFit because I thought I wanted to be on American Ninja Warrior. But Jesus had different plans because CrossFit is what introduced me to the sport of weightlifting. And I figured out that it was in the Olympics and that I could compete in it. And I just felt 
fell in love with it. After about two years of competing in weightlifting, I won my first national championship and I broke uh, my first American records. And then I later on made my first international team and traveled to Peru. Since then, I've been on four international teams. I've broken 16 youth American records and I'm a two-time national champion. So it's been a super awesome journey, but there's been a lot of ups and downs. One of the downs, which I guess at the time I thought it was a career-ending injury, but now looking back, it has turned into one of the biggest blessings in the whole world. Two years ago, I was competing at an event. It was called the American Open. It was December of 2019. And leading up to that competition, I was putting so much pressure on myself. And I thought, I need to make these teams. I need to hit these numbers, break these records if I want to achieve my goals. And it just totally took all of the fun out of weightlifting. And I lost sight of why I love the sport in the first place, which just resulted in a major burnout. And I was way too stubborn to admit that I needed a break because, you know, you're a weightlifter, you're strong, you have to keep pushing through, like push through the grind, keep going, you can't stop. And that was my mentality. And between having that mentality and between putting all the pressure on myself to succeed and hit certain numbers, it was not good. And at that competition in December, I ended up tearing my UCL, which is the ligament in your elbow. And I was devastated. But it was a weird type of feeling devastated because I was obviously upset that I was injured. But in the back of my mind, I was so relieved that I had a reason to take a step back. So I went home from the competition. And then I ended up having a surgery on my elbow, which took me out of the sport even longer. And once things started to heal and get back together. So after the first surgery, I never regained feeling in my left arm from my elbow to my fingertips, which was super crazy. And it was kind of scary. By March 2020, right before the world shut down because of COVID, I needed a second surgery to repair my ulnar nerve. They ended up moving it to a different spot in my arm. Once they did that, slowly had feeling come back into my hand. And I was like, okay, I've been out of weightlifting for a few months now. Come on, Jesus, let's let's go. I got to get back into this if I want to achieve my goals. And seven weeks after that, out of nowhere, my elbow just completely blew up. It was so swollen. It was red and it was hot to the touch. I was rushed into surgery the next morning and I ended up having two more surgeries because the doctors thought it was infected. And it turns out it wasn't even infected. It was just a mass of white blood cells that went to the area, but there was no traces of bacteria or any infection. So it was super, super crazy. And I remember just lying in the hospital bed and I was like, Jesus, what the heck is going on? Like, why am I going through this? Like there has to be a reason behind this injury, behind why I haven't been able to get back into sport. First got injured in December, now it's end of April and I'm still out. What is going on? And then I remembered right before the initial injury in December, I was asked the question, who is Abby Raymond? And I replied with, I'm a weightlifter. And it just hit me. Whoa, I've been rooting my identity in my sport and what I do for so long, I completely lost sight of that my identity is from Jesus. 
Jesus and Him alone. And my purpose, my calling, everything comes from Him. And if weightlifting isn't in the plans for me, if that's not His will, then it's going to be taken away. And that's literally what He did. He stripped away what I thought was my identity. He took that away and He showed me that, no, my identity comes from Him. And once I realized that, it like snap of the fingers, my elbow was totally healed up. And I ended up going back to the gym a few months later. My feeling ended up completely coming back on my arm. And I ended up surpassing where I was before I was injured within nine months of training, which took me six years to get to before that. So it was so crazy. And looking back now, that was two years ago. And it has just been the biggest blessing because just knowing that my identity comes from him, it's not rooted in what I do. It has brought my sport and just my soul so much more joy and my life just so much more fulfillment than what it was before. It just showed me that I have an opportunity to compete in weightlifting to glorify Jesus and I'm not competing to glorify myself. I can use my successes and accomplishments to bring glory to Him and bring people to Him and just like share stories like these because that's what it's all about. It's not about me going to the Olympics, which would be totally awesome, but that's not what it's about. It's about bringing people to Jesus and if that's in His plan for me, then that's amazing. But if it's not, then I know He has something better for me. Abby, that's so true because I think we we put these labels or these ideas of who we are and sometimes later in our life we kind of look back and you're just like okay I'm not in this occupation anymore I didn't have children I'm not married and so then we've like crushed our spirits but God's saying you know what no your identity is in me and that's what's most important so I struggle with control too of like wanting this path or this idea for my life and God just says I just need you to rest in me and know that I have this covered you are my daughter and you are wonderfully made and who you are and it's not what you have to give in this world it's just how you're going to showcase your love to the people and whoever you meet so to recognize that at 19 abby way to go (laughs) way to go (laughs) it's definitely still something that i struggle with but just knowing deep down now that my identity truly comes from him, it's something that I'm just pulled back to when I do start to go astray and start putting my identity in other people's opinions or to start seeking validation from other things. It's like, nope. <laughs> and whenever that happens, it always seems like something goes wrong and I'm forced to go back to that point where it's like, no, like I am a daughter of the king and that is where it's at. And just know as you age, like just because you've recognized that now it's so easy for us to forget like in two years, in two months even, that there's always this refining process that's happening in our lives and maybe that's just the thing we're going to have to keep learning over and over but it is so good and he wants the best for us so that's fantastic. Yeah, so that was the start of my seventh grade year and going into that year, I had just won my first um, youth nationals and broken my first two American records and then As a result of that competition, I was invited to the Olympic Training Center at the end of summer for a camp, which was so amazing. And I was so excited to go back to school and tell all of my classmates about that awesome experience because there's not many almost 13-year-old kids that get to go to the Olympic Training Center. So it was, I was so excited about it. And when I got back, it seemed like none of my classmates were excited and they could care less. And... I slowly 
started receiving comments from my friends. They would comment on my body. They'd like just subtle things like your quads are looking bigger or like, why does that shirt fit you like that? Like, why are you gaining more weight? Because muscle makes you gain weight. And those were really hurtful. So I tried to like make my way into like what was the quote unquote popular crowd, which just totally made things so much worse because they saw that I was upset by what my friends were saying and they definitely took advantage of those feelings and they would spread rumors about me in person and online. They would take my lunch from me because they knew I had to cut weight for competitions. They would Photoshop pictures and spread those around the school. Just kids are mean. And in my mind, I was like, I want to be liked. I want to be accepted. I'll do whatever these kids want. I just want to feel liked. And I thought if I put up with it today, then maybe tomorrow they're going to like me. And that was just an ongoing cycle of just, okay, I'll allow this because maybe tomorrow they'll actually be nice. And they never were. So once that year ended, I was pretty depressed to say the least. And when I was initially invited to that church game night by a friend, I said no. (laughs) Because in my mind, I was thinking if these kids at school find out that I went to a church game night, oh my gosh, can you imagine the bullying then? Because church wasn't cool. Church was totally lame, especially when you're a middle schooler. So it was ultimately my parents, which I was so mad at them at the time for. But looking back, it was like the best thing ever because they were like, Abby, you got to go to this. Like, get out of the house. (laughs) And I ended up going and I met this girl named Hannah Gronowski. She was a few years older than me. She was in her early 20s and she completely changed my life because when I walked in, she came running up to me and she had the biggest smile I had ever seen. And she started asking me questions and she was like, oh my gosh, what's your name? I'm so happy you're here. Um, Tell me about yourself. And I thought there was something wrong with her. I had never seen somebody that happy in my life. And really, it was just her joy that made me want to come back because joy was something I was lacking so deeply and I was so captivated by it. So I ended up coming back the next week and the week after that and slowly Hannah started discipling me and mentoring me and she would take me out to coffee and she took a genuine interest in who I was and she was intentional about getting to know me as a person and she was kind, like she cared about me and I clung to that and then I figured out that she loved Jesus and that she had a real personal relationship with him and I didn't think that was possible. Like at the time, you could say I was a Christian, I guess. Like I believed in Jesus, but I had no clue that you can actually have an intimate relationship with him. So hearing that, I was like, okay, that's weird. He's God. Like, why would he care about me? And it was so crazy. She just totally gave me this whole nother view of what being a Christian could look like. And I met Jesus (laughs) and it was crazy. They slowly started coming together and I realized that I don't need to be accepted by anybody. My classmates, if they don't like me, then that's okay because Jesus loves me and he always has loved me. So looking back now, I really feel like the theme of my life is like adversity strikes and then Jesus just turns it into a blessing. I am so grateful that I went through that because if I would have never gone through that season of bullying, I would have never met Jesus. I would have never experienced his love for me. I would have never met Hannah. I would have never been able to just like walk through life with her and see what living a life that centered around Jesus looks like. And now it's like so important to me. I want to live a life that looks like Jesus. And I 
want to do that through joy because that is what turned me into a Christian, seeing what somebody's life could look like when they're walking with Jesus. And Hannah did that through joy. So that's what I feel like my main purpose is to do. And I want to do that through uh, lifting. Hannah says something. She says, we all have a macro purpose and a micro purpose. And our macro purpose is all the same. And that's to bring people to Jesus. And that's to live out um, the fruits of the spirit and show people what living a life so different looks like. Live a life that demands an explanation because that's what Christians are supposed to do. But we all have different micro purposes. And those are the things that we're passionate about and our God-given gifts and talents. And we use those to meet that macro purpose. And I feel like weightlifting is what my micro purpose is. And I want to use that to live a joyful life and a life that looks so different and bring people to Jesus because that's what we're here to do. That's so beautiful to think about Hannah and the representation that she has in your life and what God has allowed to happen, just the impact of one person. I think sometimes we think like, okay, Jesus wants to go out and we are supposed to make disciples of all the nations. And so we're just like overwhelmed. Like, how does one do that? But it really just starts with one person. And so the beautiful action of Hannah just taking you out to coffee, being intentional and just talking to you about what a relationship with God is. I mean, that's what it is all about. So I think, too, you know, as we kind of become in a relationship with Jesus and try to understand it is that identity and that passion and purpose, kind of figuring out what is the gifts, you know, because I could sit here listening to your story and be like, well, I am not a weightlifter, but like I have other passions and purposes. The people that are listening have different passions and purposes. And it's kind of like what the Bible says, you know, there's like the elbow and the nose. We all have different uses, but it's all about being that community together. So what do you think is one thing that your generation needs to hear from, you know, from your parents, your mentors, peers? What do you think that is? The first thing that came to my mind was we should not be seeking validation from others or from social media, from classmates, from friends, because we have that in Jesus. And I feel like because social media is such a big thing in today's world and because there are so many young teenagers who are trying to become famous and they're making that their purpose, like I need to have the most followers, the most likes, the most comments, whatever, they just lose sight of of Jesus and they don't even know him most of the time. I feel like the one thing that our generation needs the most is just to know how loved they are and that they are already accepted. So you had talked about, you know, your injury in 2019, you know, the challenges, the struggles that you have faced. How have you continued to be able to seek God in those moments? Like it's challenging because, you know, you just feel those pressures, those things that didn't work out. How do you continually go back to God and find him in those moments? It's hard because like with the injury, it wasn't me doubting God. It was me doubting myself. So I knew God had a plan for me and I knew that he was somehow going to work this out for good. It was just me doubting myself and if I was going to be able to come out of this. I guess I went back to God. Just prayer was huge. Just talking to him and talking to him like he's my friend. So praying, reading the Bible, reading devotionals, listening to podcasts, just anything to be able to communicate with with God and just be spoken into. 
yeah, it's hard to kind of figure out what that is. I think as for people who initially become Christians, it's kind of like there's a checklist of like, okay, well, I've prayed today. I've read my Bible for 15 minutes or however long. And so it's it's hard to kind of find because, again, it goes back to different personalities. Like God speaks to us in so many different ways. Sometimes it's through worship music. Sometimes it's it's in a walk or that's the people that God puts in our life that are just speaking that truth. And so thank you so much for just being vulnerable today and honest about your life, the, the challenges and like the amazing things that God is continuing to do. So I'm grateful for your story and people want to connect with you, Abby. How can they do that? Um, they can connect with me through social media. That would probably be the best way. All right. Well, I will put all of Abby's contact information in today's show notes. Abby, um, I'm excited for your generation. I think you are so on fire and you're just going to continue to do some amazing stuff, whether that is through weightlifting or just being intentional by taking out a friend for coffee. So I am grateful for you. I'm excited to see what happens with the Olympics in 2024. Just know that myself and those listening are going to be rooting for you. So thank you. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I really appreciate you. There were so many great things Abby shared in her parable story. It was understanding her identity, searching for purpose, walking through life's struggles, and hearing about what Jesus has done through someone's life, through her friend, being intentional. And she showcased her joy because of that. I think we can all relate to those kinds of feelings of identity, purpose, and just walking through struggles and hardship. You know, I think sometimes we kind of get wrapped up in our whole world that we lose sight of reflection. So every week we dig a little deeper around the topic that we just heard about and we take away some questions. And so the first one this week is, what is one label or identity that you are so desperately holding on to? And maybe you're kind of putting that above being a child of God first. So what is that for you? Secondly, Abby talked about Hannah and the intentionality and the joy and the love that she just exuded. It just really attracted Abby to understand better about Jesus. So number two, who can you intentionally reach out to this week and share that joy with to help them know that they are loved and they are seen and that they are special? Who can you do that for this week? If you like the show today, I would so appreciate it if you shared this with a friend. It is a great way to connect and just to continue this conversation. That is what it is all about. Plus, you can also subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find the Parable Podcast over on YouTube. Abby is on track and training to be an Olympic weightlifting team member in 2024 in Paris. So to keep in touch with her and her journey, her information is in today's show notes at Danielle zapchank.com. Plus, I would love to connect with you more. You can find me hanging out on Instagram or Facebook at Danielle Zapchank. That is Z-A-P-C-H-E-N-K. I pray that you are able to discover your purpose and that your identity is found in God alone. And he loves you so much as his child. I'll see you next week on the Parable Podcast.